You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Welcome to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. I'm Jamin. I'm Tyler. And we're the pastors at 1208-Bit Nerd Church in Jackson, Michigan. And though we're in Jackson, Michigan, you can join us online while we're still online and foreseeable future will incorporate online ways of connecting. Uh, Just check out uh, our Twitch channel. Our Discord is the main hub for everything. Um, Our Facebook page and our... Uh, our webpage will be at 1208greenwood.com. Just click the 1208-bit link once you're there. But yeah, uh, we are jumping into another podcast episode. And today, Tyler has been waiting for some time to talk about X-Men, one of our favorites for everybody. And uh, which universe, that is the big question when it comes to X-Men. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. So I actually kind of wanted to talk about more of like a general x-men kind of uh like just in general so we can talk about all of the x-men we can go more specific um because there's a lot of stuff to talk about with x-men um so like today um i just want to like i had just actually gotten through watching uh all the movies um all the x-men movies with Lacey, uh my wife and it was it was a fun time uh i actually found out i enjoyed um Days of Future Past and, um, oh, what are the other ones? Not really Apocalypse as much, but everything before Apocalypse, I thought was actually really decent. Um, of course, I loved X, uh, X1 through X3, The Last Stand, uh, the old school ones. Those were amazing. Um, you know, just the actors for uh, Charles Xavier and Magneto uh, are perfect in those ones. Um, but I think Michael Fassbender still plays Magneto very well. Um, and I, I, I still like the X-Men movies. They're not as good to me as the older ones. And I know a lot of other people thought the older ones were like super cheesy and weird. The first one was for sure weird. Um, I don't know. Have you had any, have you watched all the new ones? I've seen all the X-Men. I really got into it once we got to first class. I just thought the, the characters were super intriguing once we get back to like, what was it like when Xavier's trying to get this off the ground and all that? Yeah. 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 I, I think that's a, that's a pretty fun part of it too. Um, and I, I noticed that like the comics didn't really like start there either though, you know, like Charles Xavier bringing all this stuff up and everything in this like origin story. It was just kind of like, these are his like people to start. So that's always how I kind of always knew about it though, was like the, like Charles Xavier, like getting people, bringing them up. Um, Because that's the story that was like when I was growing up, that was like the main one that was shown to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was always like my first foray into X-Men. But uh, my, my grandpa actually loved the X-Men. He loved all Marvel, but he loved X-Men specifically. Um, just because the characters all have like a very, uh, this, this like drive, uh, for social justice, um, and this drive for, uh, maintaining like equality in a world where, um, 
your differences aren't just skin color. It's legitimately like world changing events can happen and people can jump through walls, walk through walls, um, shoot laser beams out of their eyes, you know, uh, regrow limbs. Um, it's, it's a world where anything can happen now. And there's so many differences between people, um, that we start, but it all boils down to the same questions that we had, uh, about racial discrimination and uh, discrimination in general and questions about equality and to me that's just that was so interesting and I think that's what drew my grandpa in as well and the more I read about X-Men and comics the more I'm like oh I see why people really enjoy these and every time I go back to a comic and actually start reading some of the comics compared to like the movies and like you know that kind of uh, the movie section of the of everything um, that's when I'm like oh these are amazing like I, I I get it now. I get why this is so great. Um, it's because the comics usually have so much more depth in, in storytelling. And um, so that's just a, a hype for anybody who wants to know more about the uh, more about like, OK, those movies were good. But like, it's nothing like it's nothing like revolutionary in storytelling. It's like, well, go watch these original X-Men. Um, go read these original X-Men comics and like you'll understand a little bit more about where those stories are coming from. Um, like the Dark Phoenix uh, story just gets rushed over in every movie it's in and it's just like why is that not like its entire tr own trilogy like the dark phoenix saga is huge it should be like massive it should be her entire story over an entire series but instead they treat it like it's a like oh yeah well she was dealing with it a little bit in these previous ones but then she really dealt with it here, right like oh then it's it's really here um I don't know. I've always, I think the Dark Phoenix is probably one of my favorite um, stories from the comics that doesn't translate well to movies for some reason. I don't know. Do you have a favorite X-Men uh, story? Uh, I think there, there was one that Joss Whedon wrote the comics for that I really enjoyed. It was a short kind of like mini series. Um, but I can't remember what the name of it was. I have it here somewhere. I'll find it. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed uh, the movies. I felt like they always were, uh, not all of them. They lack a certain kind of fuller Marvel charm to them, but I know that they were always put on more by Fox. Fox said Disney. Yeah. It wasn't always the same people. So, Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It almost made me spoil something just with don't, yeah don't, don't do that don't do that so obviously we're talking about wandavision um there's some stuff going on in wandavision that you should definitely check out if you are a fan of marvel or even the um the x-men and stuff a lot of people have a lot of theories going on that um maybe this will bring about mutants um nothing's confirmed yet so that's not a spoiler um but they're thinking maybe mutants will come out of what's happening here. So if you're interested, I totally recommend going and checking out WandaVision right now. It's almost over for the season. So um, you'll be jumping on at just the right time um, to stay like relevant with it. Um, but if you're, it looks like Jamin's now breaking out his X-Men comics going, what are Trying these again? Trying to find what the Joss Whedon one was. <laughs> there was this, this one was about, it was Romeo and Juliet, but retold with X-Men. It's very strange sometimes what direction comics go. Yeah, like, there's a, there's an X-Men, so to get way off topic, there's an X-Men 
uh, I guess it's not off topic, but Wolverine like is a zombie and kills everyone <laughs> in the Marvel universe. They have like one person do that almost every every year. Yeah, it's always like their but, Halloween thing. Yeah, but when when like Wolverine does it, like it's just like crazy and awful because well, if you know Wolverine's character, uh, he can deal with a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, Give you that. <laughs> uh, but generally, that's not what the stories for Marvel are about. Uh, well, X Men are about. I mean, uh, the X Men stories again are based on uh, social justice, uh, how people that are different fit into a society of people that view themselves as the norm. Um, is it wrong to uh, to want to keep like? If they found a way to cure it, uh, cure your your abnormality um, that you've always had because the 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 X gene is what it's called. Um, if that gene were to be like, what's the word? Ignited um, and irritated enough that it becomes prevalent. That's how these genetic mutations start in the X Men. So it's always been there. It's always always been a part of who people are so to say that they're not normal and that they're it's wrong for them to have these powers and they should want to get rid of them to cure their disease um they ask that question and you know there's a lot of good questions though because there's a lot of bad x-men <laughs> not the x-men as in charles xavier's x-men but as in mutants which is what they are called um there's a lot of bad mutants but there's also a lot of good mutants but there's also bad humans and good humans in the same way that don't have powers and mutants abilities. So I think the X-Men does a really good job of showing like, why are we so afraid of our differences? Um, if like Magneto would never have been so terribly awful. Um, if people would never, if, if first of all, if we didn't have, you know, Nazis, um, but second off of like every time he's tried to redeem himself, um, in the Marvel comics, it's always a human that's like, you're not redeemable. You're a disgusting person with not with like these superpowers that just wants to kill everyone. And since they ascribe that ideal on him, the only thing he can then become because of their prescribed like vision of him and prescribed like fear of him, the only thing he's able to become to them, even if he does the right thing, is a murderous, hateful person. So he's stuck in this dilemma, and that's what the, what the constant back and forth between Xavier and Magneto constantly is, is this like, should, the, should we, are we the next evolution of humankind? And I know a lot of people are going to be like, evolution and Christianity, oh my goodness. Um, I get it. Um, it's, it's, it's a hard topic in Christianity. It's not the most important, though, for a conversation, so... You're just going to have to deal with it in the X-Men comics. I'm sorry. Um, they're, they're using uh, very scientific uh, like ideas to make these people. So while evolution, uh, you can believe it or not believe it, uh, we talk about that in many different uh, aspects um, at 1208-Bit and at 1208-Greenwood in general. Um, so if you have more questions about that, I think Jamin actually has a book um, that talks a little bit about evolution. Um, 
Yeah, if you want to see how evolution and Christianity can coexist just fine, uh, contact me. I'll shoot you an audio book or a PDF copy of my book, Alien Theology. Alien Theology, which sounds really cool. And uh, it's a good read, so you guys should definitely, definitely check it out. But all that to say, it's this – I love X-Men for its ability to question the right and the wrong of uh, humanity. Not just, um, sorry, um, my screen just was taken over by a lot of weird things for, like, Xbox. <laughs> I don't own an Xbox. <laughs> Thanks, computer. I appreciate it. <clears throat> so uh, that really caught me off guard. But I love the fact that X-Men um, talks about humanity struggles. Um, through the lens of something super and um, and above and beyond natural, extraordinary. Um, the, these beings that are humans but have differences to other humans and are um, possessing a gene that's been latent um, are able to tell a story that is so uniquely human uh, that it really helps me to see... It, it, is me more in my questioning of like my my conversations about well like what does God expect of us in these moments as well you know what does God say about these questions they're having um, and when we look at like when we look at racial diversity in the real world um, there's a lot of stuff that I think God would be very disappointed um, in Christianity uh, about uh, just seeing the vast amount of I mean even the Free Methodist Church um, we, we did such a great job in being so actively against slavery, but even then we tried to go into the South to minister to slaves. We were told you can either minister to slaves or you have to leave kind of a thing. And, you know, the hard choice is, do you minister to them and talk about being free of slavery and still help them find God? Or do you not minister to them at all? And that's the choice that they were given back in the day. That was a history of the free Methodist church, which at 1208 bit were a part of. It's, it's a hard situation, and even we were put in a dilemma where we had to choose talk to slaves about God but not talk to them about their freedom, which they deserve, or leave um, and not talk to them about God at all. We chose, uh, whether it was right or wrong, uh, we as free Methodists chose to stay and talk to them about God. Now, personally, I can see both sides of that argument. And I think that's what X-Men helps me see, too. It's, it's not just in this fake world that they've created. These questions exist in the real world, and it's not always a black and white answer. You know, if, if the free Methodists go into the South, and they, they're talking to these slaves, um, and, the, the slaves and the slaves don't know God, uh, other than, you know, by the fact that their slave owners know God, and um, I don't know about anyone, but anyone who has um, abused and beaten you um, isn't somebody that you'd necessarily want to agree with on their religious beliefs. Um, so these people are obviously not people who want to follow God. And as a Christian, you know that you want to show them God. You want to be able for them to experience the love and compassion and grace of God um, so that they can be saved as well, right? Um, so it's just such a hard dilemma because you want to go in there and say everything about the Bible to them. You want to read them the truth. You want to give them the whole truth. But then these 
these slave owners in the South would tell our missionaries, either you come in and you tell them about just God and you leave all the stuff about freedom in the Bible, which if, if you know anything about free Methodists, freedom is kind of an important part of the free Methodist church. Uh, it's, it's a part of our name because of, you know, seeding freedom uh, within the church and, and, um, an abolishment of slavery was a big part of our history. Um, and in those times, we had the hardest time just trying to figure out if we should go there, if we should be ministering to people, if we can't tell them the whole truth about God. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there were some ministers who said, oh, yeah, I won't talk to them at all about freedom um, and their deserved things and probably did anyway. <clears throat> that. It probably happened, but at the same time, these pastors, these ministers, these people of God had to make a hard decision on if they were going to minister to these people or if they were going to leave them and and hopefully minister to that, like focus their attention on changing laws faster so that they could minister to them with their freedom already in hand. Um, so there's a lot of questions that go back and forth. And I think the entire time it comes through history, we start seeing slavery still has effects on the world today that we live in now in America. Um, and you can see that in the different systems that have been put in place after slaves were released from slavery, which even in itself becomes a question of what happened. Um, well, they weren't given any way to, to live after they were set free. The slaves were told, okay, you're free. They were promised stuff. Did you know that they were promised like a mule? They were promised a, a plot of land. They didn't get it. At least not all of them. Maybe some did, but not all of them. A lot were let go during the Civil War and then were told, fight for us or die, you know? So they didn't really have any freedom at that point. They were still slaves to the system that oppressed them and the racial injustices, just like the, the how the X-Men show it, that mutants um, are kind of enslaved like to, to be villains, no matter what they do, even if they are protecting the world from global decimation. They're viewed as villains. Magneto cannot help these humans because he'll be considered a villain no matter what he does. This is what slaves and African Americans living after slavery had to deal with and are still dealing with the repercussions with today. And it's so important for us as Christians to recognize this because this is how you're going to have to minister, right? Like, you can't go out into the world and assume that slavery um, doesn't have a, a still an effect on our world today, that this racism that's persisted throughout that isn't still ingrained into our systems and into our culture. M me as a person who plays video games, by the way, be playing video games and reading comic books, that's all a culture that I've been a part of. I have ideas because of that that many other Christians don't have because I've read comic books. That's so simple. That's just my choice of entertainment. Now, think about something that isn't a choice. It's your skin color. It's who you are. 
you're ingrained in that culture because you've been born into it, raised by people of that culture. And you had no choice to be born there. You had no choice to live through, through these inequalities. It's the same way with mutants, and it's the same way with African Americans living in America. There's so much injustice and, and so much hate filled for people who genuinely just want to enjoy life like you do who genuinely want to, and oftentimes in America, express the love of God as you do. And if we can't accept that these, these, that this racism is still going to persist, even in, even in myself, you know, if, if you can't admit to yourself that when, when you walk by someone of a different, of a minority race in America, you don't have any kind of like thought, I think you'd be lying to yourself. Um, if you walk into a store and there is there is someone, a black male, walking near you, I think you tend as as a white person to shy away from them, to take a step in the opposite direction, even if you don't mean to, even if you are consciously thinking, I am not going to do this. You're still playing into the mentality of a racist culture in the past. How do we get rid of this? How do we do away with this? I think we have to look at similar things. The Bible tells us we need to rely on God a lot more because, you know, uh, we can't do this on our own. Um, this is not something you, you, you don't just get rid of hundreds of years of inequality and suffering um, with, uh, with forgetting about its existence. You have to first look it in the eye and say that you need to be forgiven of all the things that you've done. Um, against people. You need to ask for forgiveness from God first. Recognize that you've done it first, I should say. Then ask God for forgiveness. And it's it's a continuous, it's it's not a struggle. It's a continuous growth towards becoming someone greater than who you were. It's understanding that these racist and uh, prejudiced ideas that we were culturally raised by, specifically as white people in America, are still prevalent. Um, even if it wasn't as racist as um, you know some other cultures you may have seen, um, such as neo-Nazism or um, some of the more uh, prolific race, racial discrimination groups as the KKK throughout history, Maybe you're not that kind of racist or that racist, but there's still racism that's persisting. There's still, let me put it this way. If a mutant walked up to you with the ability to create earthquakes and you knew that person from the news and they've been all over that they created an earthquake and, and 10 people died from an earthquake they created and they were walking by you doing nothing other than just walking by you. And it was an accident. They were a hero. They still saved the day. You'd probably step away from that person. You'd probably be in fear of that person. Um, or you'd be a completely different person and be like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Mr. Hero. I'm so glad I met you. Can you sign this thing? But that's because they're superheroes, right? But you'd still be afraid. Because if he decides to create an earthquake, you could be hurt. Is he going to create an earthquake, though? No. Why would he do that? <laughs> Why would he do that to you? That makes no sense. And it's the same thing when we see on the news, black male steals from store. Black male 
murders 10 people. Black male killed his wife for no reason. Black male left home. These stories don't need to have black male in the title because guess what? White males have done it at the same rate or at higher rates. But since we see in the news, since we see these stories of uh, in the past where black males were considered these evil and very um, like against the, against the white person, the white male um, and the white female, they were very against us is what the, what our old culture and our news today often says we like the, like the mutant that can create earthquakes shy away from him because we're, afraid that he could be one of those black males. Of course, we don't innately think this. We don't innately go, oh no, he could, he's going to try to murder me. It's so, it's so integrated into our culture. Just like how with mutants, it's integrated into their culture that these mutants are scary because they don't know what they can do. It's the same kind of judgment that we pass on African Americans in America based off of the racial discrimination that has been present over hundreds of years. So, Jamin, do you have any thoughts on that? I've been talking for way too long. Yeah, I mean, the uh, overtones and undertones of X-Men have always been uh, really good commentary on racial injustice in America, and I think that's part of the beauty of it. You know, you look at something like, what if we had superheroes who could just do all different kinds of powers. You're like, yeah, okay. That story has been told before, before like, okay, but what if it was because it was like in your genetics <laughs> and suddenly the whole thing just turns into like a, a conversation on, on social justice is like, what if God made you this way? What if science, this is the science of who you are. Do you deserve to be treated any differently or any less or to be feared or so on and so forth? And then you have, these probably aren't the perfect overlapping scenarios, but I'll do it anyways. You've got kind of a Martin Luther King type thing with uh, Xavier who um, is, mm -hmm. is looking to uh, peaceably try to show the world that racism needs to go away. And then you've got the broken down side of maybe more of a Malcolm X type character who has more of this like kind of violent bent and attempting to do away with racism. Um, and then that story gets talked about between them. Who's the right one? Who's the wrong one? Uh, you see their backstory, you know, like these are, these are human characters who have their own story as to like how they ended up either being the good guy or the villain. Um, uh, you've got uh, Xavier at some point is able to have an entire school, you know, mm -hmm. like his, his life probably wasn't great, but he probably grew up with some easier stuff than, than uh, um, Magneto, who, if I remember right, you know, is, is comes out of Nazi Germany. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you yeah. see the reasons as to being a mutant with a harder life and a mutant, in an easier life and what that does to them and their approaches to the world. And, and, uh, but yeah, every step along the way, there's constantly this conversation of, of race, you know, what do you mm -hmm. do, uh, with this and, and what are you doing in your own life with it? And there's moments even where I think X-Men becomes intentionally 
uncomfortable for the readers to to really push you to like provoke you to think and that's that's what i love about comics good comic books like we're not just here to read action and superhero powers we're here to to think about our life and reframe it in a in a new way and i think x-men probably more than most other comic books x-men goes a distance in being social commentary and it gets us to think uh about our own lives in light of a reframing mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. So Kevin Burchett, good morning. Uh, he said, morning, my dudes. Just want to make sure that we, uh, we get him in, in on this. Uh, yeah. So when I think about, um, when I think about the X-Men and everything and how uh, it kind of progressed, I actually think that the X-Men movies, like the one through three um, or one through last stand, I guess, um, I think they actually did a, one of the better jobs of showing like, like real like discrimination throughout their um, their their trilogy, um, in in like a, a a much more passionate and like heartfelt way of these are people um, that have to wrestle with this these consequences. To where the newer movies are definitely more focused on like the action scenes and uh and like the stories about like the bigger picture where they'll have like a small moment of like a quick talk about you know racial injustice they'll be like oh yeah and this is a thing it's kind of a tagline at the end of the movie or something where xavier and magneto will sit there and be like uh yes we're playing chess and talking about racial injustice to whereas the first three x-men movies were more like the entire if most of it was about racial injustice and then you had the story was kind of like the the story about what was going on was kind of a side content. And so that's why people probably thought like, oh, this doesn't feel like X-Men as much because I feel like it was more in the middle of both of those um, where the comic feels. It, it's more like they balance it a lot better in the comics, in my opinion. Um, I'm off of like the spiritual, like uh, talking about stuff right now and just talking about what I prefer. So uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think the, the comics do a better job of balancing the like lessons with the like energy um, where the movies are kind of one way or the other. Yeah. And I think, uh, um, Oh no, I had a th- thought where to go come back thought come back thought and there it goes drifting in the wind it's the second time it's come back to me now just (laughs) i'll just open my mouth it will come out if i start talking yeah i mean so yes i got it okay so one of the things that it does well too is it shows social justice in all spheres of life you know you've got Mm -hmm. police here and how they treat mutants versus government and how they're looking at these mutants and the church you know how they're looking at these mutants um and that's that's one thing you know whenever whenever people are watching secular media sometimes christians will get very angry oh this is the way that you portray the church i can't believe that it's like do we pay attention to ourselves like are we just not okay with taking criticism because we've done these things Mm -hmm. you know like the screaming at mutants and I think that's one of the beauties of of Nightcrawler is you have him. He's constantly like, and I don't know his character that well, but at least when I do see him, he's constantly praying. He's constantly like <laughs> trying to be a, a good Christian in some way, it seems. And yet like 
you know, the church has this whole vendetta against these mutants type thing. And, and then you also have interesting narratives in the original cartoon series, which is now on Disney plus where Wolverine gets saved for an episode, (laughs) which I haven't seen, but like, you know, they continue to like, I think he joins Nightcrawler or something, and then they pursue conversations of faith, which is is huge in the uh, comic, just Marvel series yeah. in general, is having conversations about faith. So, yeah, I, I yeah, I really recommend watching uh, X Men, reading X Men, being a part of that X Men culture. There's a whole group of people uh, that that really get into. Uh, the details on X-Men. There's a bunch of forums for X-Men. So I really recommend just checking out more of that, um, more of that, like that group. And uh, if you want to know more, go to your local comic book shop and just start picking up comics. Cause that's the best way to do it. Um, but uh, I don't think I have much more to say on X-Men though, to be completely honest. Yeah. I think, I guess advice from, us to you if you've watched x-men and purely only gotten the action side out of it i would be surprised if that's all anyone purely picked up on yeah (laughs) but if that's happened to you definitely revisit the series read the comics go grab a hoopla account from your library or a disney unlimited marvel unlimited account for the free trial and just read some of them because you'll see that the narratives that they paint are very interesting convicting and it's good social commentary to compel us you know it's one thing to be like oh i can't believe that they they would treat the x-men this way and then when you stop and realize what's being told you're like oh i've probably done that you know like to recognize, as Tyler said, the racism in yourself. It's hard to repent of something that you're not even aware that you're guilty of. But if you are truly paying attention to where your mind goes, um, you will find moments where you should be probably accusing yourself of some at least minor form of racism, even if it was subliminal. Uh, And I think uh, the more we catch on to those moments, the more that we can own up to say, oh, this isn't just like a societal thing. This is a me thing too. And this isn't like something that I can say, does it exist? Does it not exist? Is it made up? Is it mainstream? Is it fake news? You know, it's just, no, I found it in myself. And if I can find it in me when I'm honest with myself and I am fairly certain I'm not a racist, then I can probably find it in those who are not honest enough with themselves to recognize racism in them. So uh right now is just an important time in our own history to be aware of this conversation to repent of this conversation and to own up to this conversation if you want to learn more about uh just uh a lot of different kind of racial training our conference in the free methodist church the southern michigan conference is just about to release uh component three of our racial training that we've been doing which is primarily the black pastors across our conference coming together to help us learn as much of our conference is white to help us learn like where we've failed, how this is real to answer the questions we have and to grow together. And the second module of this racial training uh, was all about, look, here's the laws that we put in in history. You think that these laws were just done because we said racism's illegal now, like they set up societal constructs 
that have created social injustice that cannot like just go away by saying it's bad. Like the whole thing needs to change from top to bottom. Otherwise racism continues to stay on through the hundreds of thousands of laws that were written into existence back then and still live on today in some way, shape or form. So that's, that's just important for us to recognize. Uh, if you want to get a head start, 12 Way Greenwood did a whole uh, series on Jamar Tisby's book, uh, The Color of Compromise, um, which is more or less about uh, um, how the white church has continued to allow racism all throughout history at every turn, rather than be a, a proponent to stopping it. Um, and how we can still continue to do that today if we're not open to it. So that that's a great book to get started with. Um, and then there's plenty of others where we could take it from there. So get into the conversation, grow in this conversation, do not just be offended and turn off. That is how the conversation continues to perpetuate itself in negative ways. We have to grow. We have to be humble. And honestly, if we're not being humble, then we're not following the beatitudes that Jesus put in place and we have to start asking the question if we're behaving like Christians whatsoever at that point. Uh, so with that being said, there's another two cents to toss into the conversation, I guess. And that's what we <laughs> get from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, we. I would recommend just checking out more stuff. If you want to check out more, we have a Discord channel for uh, 1208 Bit Nerd Church. Uh, feel free to drop by, have some conversations. We're always talking about something uh, uh, that makes you want to, you know, rethink your life or uh, rethink part of what you're doing. And uh, that's that's fun for us because we're nerds and we like talking about things like that and going into detail. But uh, so if you're feeling pretty nerdy, like playing video games, we'll have people playing Fortnite randomly um, all the time. So, yeah, um, weird stuff. We're just trying to hang out and have fun sometimes. So come on by. Thank you.